So hello and welcome to this solo episode of the Online Entrepreneur Academy podcast. Now, this week I am delighted to give you the heads up that our next episode will be with um, a lovely guest who will be talking about accessibility amongst many other things. So I'm looking forward to that because um, there's more and more understanding of what accessibility is when we're working online and how to help people and just to make the world accessible, because why shouldn't it be as accessible as possible? So that's our next episode. But for now, I want to turn and look at something a little bit different. And I'm moving in the direction of helping educators um, get online. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, I have been um, in education for basically all my adult life. So I've been, I've qualified, I've been teaching in higher education, further education, in international schools. So I've had a really enjoyable experience being a teacher and it's taken me all over the world as indeed it will have done for many educators out there. And also at home, it offers a secure, generally a secure job and a a reasonable salary. Now, what I saw in lockdown was that um, people were suddenly becoming aware, oh, we can learn online. And in a way, this was a surprise because in my own professional development, I'm because I taught business as well, I was already looking at the digital world and um, keeping ahead of things, try, trying to catch up, I should say, actually, with online education and instruction and training. And it is an amazing place to be. Now, here's the catch because, or here's the, the problem. A lot of people in education, understandably, don't use social media when they're teaching because it's not appropriate for students to find you and connect with you online. And this means that, in effect, a lot of educators, certainly those in traditional schools, have missed out on the delights of good use of social media. And now combine that with folks looking around and thinking, actually, I do have a good salary. I'm grateful for it. But all over the world, the rising costs or simply that people want to help others. They want to I've got colleagues who are retiring and are still working because they want to help charitable foundations. So in a word, there are a multitude of reasons, and some of them are very, um, you know, baseline that a one salary household is very difficult these days. Two salaries is difficult in many, many countries. So educators, whether you're in school or college or um, higher further education, are looking at other ways to, first of all, help tomorrow's generation, but also, frankly, to make some extra money. And there's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong in charging for what you do. So let's be clear on that, because a lot of people think, oh, I can't, you know, I've got to, I've got to help out. Yes, everyone can help out people. But when you're looking at creating a second or third income, you've got to think of it in terms of a business. So to circle back to my original point, because a lot of educators haven't touched or been familiar with social media because they don't want to complicate their day job, they're not aware of the good sides of it in perhaps the way that uh, that uh, traditional marketers are. Now, yes, obviously, anything online, there are pitfalls 100%. But if you combine a good educator with a sensible use of social media platform of hub pages and even websites, et cetera, then you have a really great, great package. So this is a little bit about what today's podcast is. I want to point out to folks who perhaps haven't thought I've got a skill or I'm a trained teacher, 
and I can share this to give you an idea about how you could get started. And also, please look at the end of this podcast, and it's not going to be a long episode, but look at the end and you'll find some ways to catch up, catch up with me, some places that you can go to get information. So you've got a skill, you've got a knowledge, possibly you're already an educator, teacher, lecturer, and there are ways that you can share this skill with more people, but also, and why not, make a very nice second or third income and have another string to your bow, as they say, to use a cliche, or even, as some people are doing, make it their full-time work. Now, this doesn't need to be overcomplicated. You may already, if you are an educator, um, be aware of a group of students um, that need help. Now, I'm not talking about within your own organization because probably that wouldn't be ethical, but you're aware of where these students are and how they may need help. Maybe it's in the local community, maybe in an international community. So there's that area. And then how do you put that all together? But also, you have got those skills and talents. And there are a lot of people all over the world who need to perhaps study for their GCSEs, perhaps need to improve their English or another language are facing um, an entry exam at university in a math, science, language, history. There's so many people who need help and all ages, not only young people, might be people um, studying for a master's in a second language or going to a different university. There's just an endless number of areas where people need help. And this is where you can help out and create if you like, a mini business, a micro business for yourself. Now, I know business and education traditionally doesn't mix, but we've got to put that business hat on to think, how can I benefit people? How can I help the most number of people move forward? And actually, how can I be paid for this? And yes, I'll just say it once more. If you have a desire to do charity work, absolutely fine. You can even do a non do this in a non-profit sense, or you might have uh, like your own sort of scholarship program where by whatever you decide to do, you have some people that can join you for free. So let's put that for one side. It's an admirable thing to do, but I want to speak to you if you're an educator, being able to make that extra income. Now, it can be a, a massive chunk as well. So you we're not talking about you doing your day job and then doubling up on another set of identical hours. We're talking about happy in your day job, helping people, fantastic. But you might want to, to have two or three extra hours a week instead of doing that one-to-one tutoring that a lot of us do to, thinking about it in a different way so that rather than just charging an hourly rate for one person, you can create a different sort of program that will help more people and you will earn more money. So this podcast episode is just to raise awareness. Now, whatever your skill set, maybe you um, are in FE and you teach a vocational course, you can still offer that online. Now, obviously, if it's a hands-on course like carpentry, there'll be certain aspects that you cannot do um, offering as an an extra course or supplementary course. And I use this as, as an example, but whatever students are studying, they do need Um, help and advice that is um, outside, let's say, the workshop. Now, I know in FE, our our apprentices here in the UK, they have to have GCSE, English and Maths. And sometimes they're well ahead with their apprenticeship, but they haven't cracked that part yet. They haven't got their GCSE, Maths and English. So in your community, in your country, you will find opportunities to help people, even if it is not 
um, strictly in the study area that they are hoping to make their achievements in. Now, whatever your skill, I'll reiterate this, whatever your skill and whatever you can impart, whatever knowledge you can impart, that is something that you can share with other people. So what do you need? I'm only going to look at the basics today. So you need to be able to do a video presentation and it doesn't have to be all singing or dancing. I would suggest that you do your, let's say, for example, you're going to teach um, GCSE English or you're going to teach an academic writing course or you're going to teach the background to modern history, for example. What you can do is to present your lesson as I'm doing today on the podcast. It can just be audio. I'm also doing a video at the same time if you're not watching the video. You get your Zoom, um, your Zoom membership. It's not so expensive for to have just short recordings. You record live your lesson. Now, when I say record live, you're probably thinking who's my who's going to be sitting on it so yes you will need to make your your pupils aware your students aware that this is happening but let's say we've got to that stage so you're recording it live you've got people there listening in and then what you do is make it what we call evergreen so you've got the recording which means that you then have another version that you can offer to other students so you've got your students who are paying for the live version there may be three, four, ten. It depends on your subject and what you're comfortable with in the classroom, inverted commas, with you. Remember, of course, to make them aware if they've got their videos on that you're recording them or they can be in the virtual classroom with you and not be recorded. But just watch that. I'm sure everyone is aware of that aspect. So let's you are recording your lesson. Maybe their questions as interaction. And then that recorded version is available to them, of course, to review the, the session that you've just done. And it's also available to you to package together to market in a different way. What do you need for that? You need, for example, your Zoom account or something similar. Not sure there's any anything else out there quite like Zoom, but let's that's your choice. You need to record it. And then you need to have an email that is appropriate for people to write to. So you can get a formal one, which is usually a version that you can buy from sites like GoDaddy. Um, At the very least, a Gmail account, none of the Hotmail or Yahoo, which I have seen some um, teachers using. So make sure it's at least Gmail because that looks professional. It can just be your name and the Gmail. And I would have a separate email to your normal one so that anything to do with your online course, your lessons comes to that one email. So just to recap, very simply, the tools to get going, your knowledge essential, you've got that, you've got that already. And then you need your video Zoom account, you need a decent email, so that in the very early stages, you can record, interact with your group. And then you've got the the recording access you can send out to them. And also you can package that as a separate lesson. I know I've made it sound simple. And obviously, when you start, it's not that quick, but it really is simple. It's just a few skills that you need to learn if you don't already have these. And a lot of people already will. So as I say, my episode today on this podcast, it is short, but it's speaking, I hope, to the possibilities that you can offer to people and also, you know, work for, it can work for you. Now, how do you get your students 
that's a whole different area. You may, as I say, you may already have access to people who need your help, but there are various different ways to publicize. And that's where social media comes in because you can create a profile that clearly says, for example, you're a science teacher, you're an English lecturer, whatever you do, whatever your speciality is, that you can put, you can make people aware on LinkedIn that that's what you do. And then the this, the part that you need to do is to build up your presence and knowledge on a site like LinkedIn. I wouldn't personally use Facebook for this because professional, the professional area of social media is LinkedIn. And the other huge advantage of LinkedIn is that when a Google search is done, it the it uh, what am I saying? LinkedIn will turn up in the Google search. So if you were looking, let's say, for a maths instructor. If you put maths teacher, maths instructor into Google, it would turn up answers in LinkedIn as well. So the social media side, for example, on your chosen platform, it doesn't have to be LinkedIn. It might be another one, but I would recommend LinkedIn. You build up, um, think of LinkedIn or your social media platform you choose as your web page. So you're going to post content that is helpful to your potential students. So it's not putting a lesson online, but it may be a few exam tips. It may be how to um, uh, present a project. It may be putting together a portfolio for artwork, little tips and hints. So your content, in other words, is letting people know that, hey, this person knows what they're doing. And then as people get to know you and interact, you create that connection and then that can move over into messages. You can also say to people, you know, I hope you enjoyed this this article because you can write an article on LinkedIn. I hope you enjoyed this um, these this advice I've given you, if you'd like to know more, direct message me. Did you know that I'm running a, an evening class on just this, et cetera, et cetera. And most importantly, now, I think most of my listeners are, are in the UK, but remember, people are in different time zones. They have different um, deadlines. They have different exams. They're facing different projects they're doing. So the whole world is your oyster and you don't need to um, access and teach the whole world, but just be aware and I'll use the example of the British education system. We have school leavers and indeed adults can take these exams, but they're twice a year, usually June, July and in November. And then most teachers will think that's the end. I can't teach anyone um, extra after this time because they've done the exams and I've got to wait for the next run up to the exams. No, there are people all over the world doing all different sorts of exams in core subjects all the time. And if you're looking at apprenticeship apprenticeship subjects, well, they're just going on. There's no, as far as I know, there's no sort of time limit, so to speak, in the sense that they only have exams or things to look at at certain times of year. So again, you're not constricted by exam times. You're not constricted by the um, the school timetable, the college timetable in your home country. There are people all over the world in all different time zones and different patterns of education that will need your help. So as I say, the intention of this podcast was just, this episode was just to say, hey, did you know you've got a skill? And if you're already an educator, you can bring that to your audience. You can earn an extra income and you can help an awful lot of people. So don't be shy to use social media. Don't be shy to charge for your skills because I know those are barriers. I've seen all of my working life in in my teaching and lecturing profession. They're not things to be afraid of. They're things to embrace. And like any any and when we talk about social media, 
any innovation, any machine, any tool, we need to find a good way to use those things. And there are plenty of good ways, trust me. So that's all I'm going to say for today. I say very specific subject. Um, and if you stayed with me to the end, thank you very much. I hope it's given you some insights to possibilities. What next? Look below, there'll be a link. If you would like to, um, I'll put my calendar below. If you'd like to talk further about this and get some more ideas about what you can do, you're welcome to um, make an appointment in the calendar. I've got plenty of out of hours times for you. So if you've got your day job and you want to have a chat about possibilities, there are lots of times that you can choose. Let's get on a, get in a conversation and see how you can make a difference to your life, your relatives' lives, your family life. And more importantly, claw back some free time. Because ironically, by adding more hours to your timetable, you will be able to be more flexible. And you might even think, hey, I'd like to do this full time. I'm doing so well. Because there are plenty of people out there who are helping an awful lot of students, whatever the age is, and able to manage their time so that they can take those trips in school time, for example lots of benefits and it may just be a couple of hours a week to add an extra stream of income. So as I said, next steps, click on the links below, do connect, any questions you can find me on LinkedIn or you can book that call and we can talk in more detail. Thank you again for staying with me to the end. This is Susan Lancaster McGrath. That's a long one, isn't it? I've shortened it to Life Maximize. We can all go for that, can't we? Online Entrepreneur Academy podcast. It's been my pleasure. Have an awesome day.